it does more than just the practical skills. I think it instills a respect for those principles upon which our great country was able to grow. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. Well, Andrew, summer's coming. It is. It is. Yes. And, and of course, that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. For some kids, it might mean, yay, I'm free from school. I'm now, you know, spending lots more time at home. I can be excited for one week and then bored for the next two months. (laughs) Right. And we actually have this whole, I don't know, another podcast we did on boredom. Yes. And why boredom is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Right. So... We've also had conversations about what can you do on your summer vacation and, you know, whether or not that includes travel. But mostly what we've talked about in the past that I'd like to revisit today is this idea of entrepreneurship. That's something that I know you, in your heart of hearts, you are an entrepreneur. Uh, How many bosses have you actually had your entire life? Uh, only two, and both of them were when I worked for nonprofit organizations. There you go. So. Although that's not counting you sometimes. <laughs> I am not when your you boss. you tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, so entrepreneurship, why is this such a, a great thing? And why is summer such a good time to spend some time to, doing this? To think this? about it, absolutely. And we have a guest on our podcast today. And so, Andrew, why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, so um, our guest today is Mark Baker. And uh, I met Mark at the homeschool convention. Mark, where was it? In Atlanta? Atlanta, yep, last year. Yeah, yeah. And you had, and I always walk around a convention and I look at every exhibit mainly because I want to see okay, are any of my friends here? And then what's new? Mm-hmm. What, what's out here that I have never seen before? And you're secretly buying things for your grandchildren. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, that's my wife's job to buy things for her grandchildren. Uh, and, I mean, occasionally I do. Like if it's a super cool rubber band gun or something <laughs> that she wouldn't buy. But but I'm, I'm always very interested to know what's, what's new out there in the homeschool and the publishing world. And when someone, you know, when someone or something catches my eye – uh, I want to learn about it. So that's where I met Mark. And you were there with um, your partner, I believe. What's his name? Yeah, Billy Smith. Billy Smith. And you guys had a video and a pretty sharp-looking display. And it was all about Christian homeschool entrepreneurship. And so we started a conversation there about that. And you had just got this thing rolling. In fact, I think you were still finishing up the uh, the video production at that time. Yep. Yeah, we launched it last summer, so that was right right in the beginning. Yeah. But you live in Spokane area, Washington. Is yep. that correct? Mm-hmm. Spokane, yep. Washington. Yep. Good. So I, I thought it would be fun for you to tell us a little bit about your 
you know, how you got going in this direction, what's your, you know, the content of your course. And I have always felt that, you know, entrepreneurship is very closely related in many ways, kind of with an evangelical mindset. You know, if you're going to start a business, you've got to, you know, take risks. You've got to communicate well. You've got to, you know, kind of put yourself out there in a way that you can get by without doing, kind of through the course of normal, go to school, play the game, get a job life. But to start a business requires some either some inborn aptitude or some aptitude development that is a little off the beaten path, so to speak. Uh, so I've always been interested because I started my first business when I was 16. As soon as I had a car, my my love of life was war games <laughs> and Napoleonic miniatures and little you know, naval miniatures and, and board games, Avalon Hill. This is before computers. That's how old I am. <laughs> and uh, when I discovered that you could buy wholesale for cheaper and then sell retail and then keep stuff that you wanted for yourself at a discount, I thought that's the way to get what you want. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so I traveled around in my little 65 Chevy Nova with a trunk full of gaming supplies. And I would go to events and open up my trunk almost like a a dealer. <laughs> hey, let's see what I've got. Yeah, we can do a deal here. And uh, so since then, I've tried many different business types of things, some of which have been not quite as successful as others. But, uh, you know, so I kind of come at this this way. But why do you think entrepreneurship is so valuable for kids and, and teens to learn? Why not just wait till you're all grown up? Yeah, that's great. I, I uh, you know, I, I wish I had gotten started earlier. I, um, had already finished college and was working on a master's degree when when I kind of caught the entrepreneur bug and and um, ever since have have been kind of as you mentioned trying out lots of different things some work better than others but I think there's some really really great opportunities for kids some really good reasons why they uh, you know teens or or even younger even we've got students um, even some some nine and ten year olds in, in our course that that are just loving uh, the idea of entrepreneurship and um, really I, th I think when you look at kids they they are filled with with creativity that's just you know brimming and ready to explode and so entrepreneurship is is an outlet of creativity and and you know often the process of coming up with a business idea and then wondering how you could how you could share the you know the the, the word about the business and how you could grow it and all those kinds of things that just require an immense amount of creativity so we have found that uh, young people are the ideal people to to get excited about entrepreneurship it's the perfect time of their life to to really dive in and so um, they also are they have some great opportunities that other people don't. I mean, once once you're out out on your own, you've moved out of your parents' house, and and you've got you know all your expenses, and and you're you're heading on a on a career path. It's hard to switch and and take big risks, and and so th there's a great opportunity that that you know teens especially can have where they can. There's nothing that can that stops a. Uh, you know, say a, a teenager from starting a, a full scale, very, very successful business, and yet they don't have n nearly the amount of risk that many of the people they'd actually be competing with uh, have. And so, yeah, we, we think it's that helping helping young people from a young age start to 
think that direction and look for opportunities that most people don't see uh, are, is, is just a great, great opportunity. What are some of the, uh, the skills that you believe are developed through uh, the process of <clears throat> studying and then um, thinking of options and actually planning a business and then actually implementing the business? Because we, we always talk about in education, we talk about integration, mm-hmm. right? And we love integration of language arts. So our little tagline is, you know, listen, speak, read, write, think. And uh, so, you know, anything that integrates those, but I think entrepreneurship moves even further into character development, even, you know, math and organizational skills. What, uh, what have you noticed in terms of uh, things you can say, Start a business and you will learn, mm-hmm. probably, some of these things. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, all that you touched on, it, it it's so interdisciplinary in terms of if, as, particularly as a, uh, as a startup entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're wearing all the hats. So you're, you're stretching your math skills with, with accounting and finances and you're, you're obviously, you know, doing a lot probably of writing and communicating, uh, whether that's, you know, marketing information or customer service and speaking and and learning how to interact with all sorts of different potential uh, people out there so I mean it just it covers it covers you know all the educational spectrum but but I love what you're saying too because really the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about entrepreneurship for for young people is the character building um, and that's what that's what I've seen in in the life of my own kids as they've, you know, gotten their feet wet with different entrepreneurial ventures and, and projects um, that often the lessons they learn the, that are the best lessons are what, what is it, what does it mean to have character in your business to, to have integrity and fulfilling what you've, what you've started or what you've promised, or what does it just mean to work hard to learn how to, you know, which is a, a trait that's lacking a lot, I think in, in our culture and, so I think of uh, my son started a, this was a couple summers ago, he started a, a business building patio furniture, um, and, you know, bright, colorful, painted patio furniture that he, that he built out of just, you know, pine, pine boards. And then he would sell them. And um, boy, along the way, he learned so many lessons about working hard and doing quality work because um, there were there were many steps along the way where he and I would look at what he was doing and, and you know, he would work on it on his own and then he'd come check in with me and have me come look at it. And I'd say, well, that, that leg looks like it's a little crooked there. And he'd say, yeah, that, that's okay. It's not that bad. It'll be okay. And then, you know, the next time it'd be, well, looks like maybe those boards aren't quite fit together and well, that'll be okay. And, and then when we got to the end, it didn't look good. I mean, it looked unsellable because you know, one little thing here and there and there and there and there adds up into something that is, you know, eight degrees off and leaning and, you know, just can't sell it. And what he realized was all those little decisions I made to to ignore something instead of fixing it right then, which would have been easy now, is going to require taking the whole thing apart, which he did, and then had to rebuild. And it was an incredible amount of work to do that. And so obviously the lesson that, that he learned very quickly was, you know, next time I'm going to I'm going to fix that right away in process instead of waiting until the end and having to go back and fix the whole thing. So I think there's a, there's a lot of character that, that can be built. 
It reminds me of、uh, the motto which our marketing director Julie Walker has for <laughs> our company, which is Julie. Good enough isn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you kind of get to that point where you do realize that you you can say to yourself, "Well, it's good enough,"、mm -hmm. but if you really want to excel, and especially if you're in a competitive, you know, if you're if you're in a business where there are other people selling similar、mm -hmm. things. Good, good enough isn't anymore.、So. Well, and Mark, I just want to congratulate you, Dad, for not forcing him to fix it. Then、right. you allowed him to fail with a safety、mm -hmm. net. You know, he did. He wasn't out on his own. He's learning at a young age that it's okay to fail and fix the mistake now, so that he can be better at failing. And then succeeding later when he's older. So good for you. That's hard for parents to watch their kids stumble and fall. Yeah, you know? I don't know、uh, how many homeschool conventions you've been to, but there are some that have a kids entrepreneur section. So they will, you know, provide、uh, exhibit space in the exhibit hall. You know, with all the publishers、okay. and people like us,、uh, at a at a much reduced rate to homeschool kids who have a Product that they want to display or sell. I love visiting those.、Oh. I just come with dollar bills in my pocket, ready to see what treasures I'm. Yeah, going to although find. It, there's not much you can buy for a dollar anymore. These kids are savvy. <laughs> they realize, you know, a pot holder should bring you at least five. You know. <laughs> But、um, I've been so amazed at you know both the consistency and variety. Uh, of products,、um, you always find、um, soap making. You always find some kids have boys have done like a wood wood burning, you know, or wood display.、Um, now with their little laser engraving things, they can really make beautiful kind of artwork on wood.、Uh, oftentimes, there's a Uh, a weaponry, some kind of appeals to other children. In fact, the rubber this, band gun. <laughs> well, this one convention I went to, these guys were selling the kind of、um, swords and spears that are made out of PVC pipe and foam insulation. Wow! And I guess there's a whole culture of people who make and get these weapons, and they go up and whack each other really hard <laughs>、um, because it's all covered with foam and duct tape. I watched these guys. They they sold about four thousand dollars of、oh, stuff,、wow. and almost sold out their whole inventory on the first day, and then of course there was a whole space in the exhibit hall where these kids were out having these these you know essentially battles medieval <laughs> battles, and I I thought wow they're making a lot more than some of the you know quote real businesses in the in、That's、the room、great. and、um, you know kids who've recorded. And are selling CDs.、Um, I bought the cutest little dress last year for one of my granddaughters. Ah,、uh, see, you and, do buy for your well, grandchildren. Well, I I was sucked into it because this little girl, <laughs> she's like ten years old, and she was making these beautiful dresses. She goes, "Oh, Mr. Pudewa, I watch all your videos and I love your writing program. How could I not? <laughs>、right. You know, this was a thirty dollar purchase of this gorgeous little." So salesmanship, Mark. These、oh, kids learn. Oh, yeah. They learn, and and I love how they learn to interact with adults in with this level of confidence. You, you don't see that in the general world of kids nearly as、mm -hmm. much. I totally agree. Yeah, that's great to hear. Hear of all those. I've been so encouraged by, you know, similar stories of just seeing students. In our class, or or even at the some of the conventions we've been to, hearing stories of of students that came up and 
and they start telling you of an idea and you say that's a great idea and then you find out they're already doing it they're already you know they're already making money doing it and growing it and and it might only be you know 12 years old or something so I, yeah they have a lot of potential yeah i i'll tell you the best story i ever heard um this was a, a group that started a little entrepreneurship club some kind of offshoot of a homeschool co-op with i don't know half a dozen dozen kids and they were all kind of upper elementary middle school you know grade four five six whatever they were using i believe that uh, lemonade to leadership mm -hmm. thing the book that we publish yeah. yeah and so this little boy at 11 years old got the idea of melting crayons into forms mm -hmm. with shapes you know you can get those little mold things at, at hobby lobby or whatever and so he melted the crayons and created little interesting fish and rocket ships and cars-shaped crayons. And then he ended up selling them to a Shoney's restaurant. I think you guys have Shoney's up in uh, northwest there. Uh, it's a chain. It's not nationwide. But anyway, uh, they would buy these things to give to the children who came in to eat you know, in the in the restaurant with their family. And uh, so somehow this their other Shoney's managers found out about it and said, well, that's really oh. nice. I, I'd buy those. And so he he had the problem. He, he couldn't get enough used crayons to meet his supply or to meet his demand. So he went to preschools and, and elementary schools, you know, kindergarten, whatever. Could Do you have any used crayons? And um, they said, no, no, we don't. And his father said, well, why don't you try a little different approach? Tell them you're recycling crayons. <laughs> so he went out and said, yeah, I'm recycling crayons. Do you have any that you – and then everyone was happy to save up their old crayons <laughs> nice. and give it to him because it <laughs> sounded like such a much better thing. And it, it got to the point where he was making many hundreds of dollars a month and he actually had to hire his friend and his sister to help you know, melt the – crayons and pour them into the molds and package them in little plastic bags with a ribbon. I just That's love great. that story. Yeah. What are some of the uh, business ideas you've heard of that kind of charm you? And you've got a few that are mentioned on your website. Yeah, well, um, I mean, some of the ones that have, have uh, that we've, we've heard from some of our students have been, so there was a 12-year-old girl who has um, got her grandma's recipe for, for, you know, kind of a family recipe cake. And started baking them and taking them to the local restaurants. And, and uh, by the time we had, had interacted with her, she already had multiple restaurants in town who, you know, she regularly supplied to them. They put them in their glass case and, and in the front of the store. And, and uh, similar to, to what you just said, she got to the point where she had to hire some siblings and even some other friends to help her because there was more demand than her time could allow. Uh, so super encouraging to, to hear something like that. Um, we did a business plan competition uh, as a part of the class uh, the, earlier this year. And uh, one of the students, um, he, he was really into history, but particularly history of uh, World War I, World War II. And, and so he saw this, this opportunity for creating his own book line that, that um, it was, there, there's a lot of books out there that were all about history. And then there were some that were more like, um, you know, comic book kind of things, but but he couldn't find one that did both that that appealed to kids his age. I think he was ten at the time, and and also covered the facts and all the you know the the details and and so he had gone to great 
he, I mean, he was very, he wasn't published yet, but he was way down the road of, of uh, writing and, and putting together materials. And I, I'm sure that he will. He, he was very motivated to, to get that one going. And then his goal um, mainly to market it was through homeschool conventions like you talked about. So yeah, you just, you see, you see kids with creative ideas uh, that, that just take the bull by the horns and go for it. Um, yeah, we, we did, we put together a list um, on our, in our course of, uh, we put together 40 business ideas that, that we thought were ideally suited for, for young people. Um, you know, when I've looked around for lists of business ideas, um, I, I would find uh, oftentimes lists of what, the ones that were targeted for kids that were, they didn't do justice to what the kids could really accomplish. They were very, very simple. And, you know, young people are able to do a lot more than, than a lemonade stand only or, a, you know, a making a homemade craft at home, which, which those are great businesses. But we wanted to push them as well to even consider things like um, creating a subscription box, you know, for example, where, you know, they, they could use a, a platform like CreateJoy and set up a simple little page that, that offers whatever things they want to put into a subscription box and then monthly send those out to people who subscribe, um, you know, whether that's bath items or gardening, you know, seeds and tools and things. There's, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, so we've tried to give them, you know, everything from the, the practical, you know, hands-on kind of craft projects all the way to pushing them to even consider online businesses and, and, uh, things like that. So, so um, you've got probably the most extensive course that I've seen anywhere. Give us uh, kind of the table of contents and the scope. Uh, if someone were to uh, go ahead and, and say, yes, I want to take this course, what would they be signing up for? Yeah. Um, so our course is, uh, it runs for the, the whole school year. So it's a 36-week course um, and it's uh, delivered in a video format. They, they watch a video each week and then there's some homework that goes along with that, some project-based homework. It usually is encouraging them to apply the things, you know, and, and we try to help walk them through coming up with uh, narrowing down from a bunch of business ideas that they might be interested in to one and then work through the course on trying to help them actually, you know, work towards starting that business. Um, so the course kind of begins off in the, in the first uh, five or six lessons, really focusing on um, how do you how do you even think like an entrepreneur? What does it mean to to look at the world in a way where you're looking for opportunities and you're seeing opportunities and and able to, to capitalize on, on the things that are around you all the time. Um, and so it starts off there with the thought process because, I, you know, again, as young people, helping them think that way from, from a young age is, uh, is going to benefit them so much as they, as they move through their life. Um, and then it moves into, you know, just many practical areas. We, we try to cover basically everything they would need to know to start their business. So um, how do you come up with business ideas? Um, how to write a business plan? Um, if you were ever going to try to even try to seek some investment money, what would that look like? Um, we, we go extensively through marketing, um, and we especially focus our marketing sections on how do you market when you have a very limited budget? Because most startup, you know, most startups by young people have really no marketing budget, and so how do you still spread the word without, you know, the the traditional marketing budget? Um, and then we just kind of cover, you know, everything they would need to know about, uh, you know, the legal, the paperwork, the business formation, the uh, what what if you're going to hire people? Um, what if you're going to use independent contractors? And so really 
kind of covering the whole the whole gamut of, of what they would need um, to, to do a business. Sounds like uh, adults who wanted <laughs> yes. to start a business or or if you want to do it, not just the kid, but maybe the whole family say, mm-hmm. let's start a family business. Um, sounds like you would address almost everything that even adults would want to know. That's true. We, we've actually, we didn't in, t- intend or did, we didn't foresee it that way. And yet once we launched it right off the bat, we had parents who were signing their kids up saying, I want to take this too and, and going through it with them um, because because we're trying to challenge the students. You know, we want a, we've, we've tried to design a course in a way that, um, like I said, even even a nine or 10 year old can watch the videos and, and, and get excited about it and benefit from it, but but deliver the content in a way that it's going to challenge even a high schooler. And so there's actually, the homework is broken into two sections. There's a, you know, kind of a standard homework and then an advanced homework for the for the high schoolers that really pushes them to um, to like you said you know digest materials watch, read articles um, read journal articles read watch watch videos of the kinds of things that Billy and I would watch if we wanted to learn about getting investment money or, or things like that and so because they're capable of that they're they're certainly able to uh, to push themselves in that direction so you know I am reminded of uh, John Taylor Gatto I don't know if you're familiar he wrote several books, one of them called An Underground History of American Education, which I have talked about many times before. He taught uh, eighth grade English in Brooklyn, New York for many years, was the New York City Teacher of the Year, New York State Teacher of the Year, many awards. But uh, one of the things he said that always struck me as being particularly true and somewhat sad is that what every 13-year-old in the world wants more than anything else is real, honest-to-God, meaningful, life-and-death responsibility. And that seems to be exactly what schools make very difficult, that that he would you know, frequently even do illegal things like sneak kids out of class so they could go have real-world, real-life experiences and encouraging and coaching them to that. He passed on oh, about a year, year and a half ago. But uh, he always struck me as someone who really understood that age very, very well. And uh, while we, you know, we still have to do do school in whatever form we do, whether it's you know going to a school or doing homeschool, uh, and and a lot of it, you know, the kids are like, why do I have to do this? You know, when am I ever going to use this in real life? Uh, if we can supplement that though with something really meaningful. I think it makes a huge difference just in the level of engagement and overall motivation that young people have. So, absolutely. I mean, if you even just look at at writing and communication, if if I mean that's something that they're doing in school, and yet if they try to to start a business and interact with customers or put out a, a marketing flyer or something, and there's typos all over it, or or the grammar is poor, they're going to realize really quickly that that is a big deal, and that they want to go back and learn those things, maybe more than they had ever thought they wanted to before. Yeah, and and it's kind of that real world consequences. It forces a level of meticulousness. Um, one humorous story to illustrate. My son, who many of our listeners have heard, uh, was extremely dyslexic, didn't actually read really anything till he was about 11 years old, didn't read a book till he was 12. But he was about 10. Uh, he and I uh, started a little business. I, I mean, he he did it. It was Christoph's Sword Shop. And I was traveling around doing conventions and 
he loved weaponry of every sort. And so we found this uh, maker of these beautiful white oak um, handmade wooden swords. And uh, so I negotiated a wholesale price on these things. Then we found some other wholesale metal sword dealers online. And so we we got a – you know, a dozen or so different swords and daggers and bought, you know, half a dozen of each. And I kind of fronted the up cost. And then whenever there was a convention where I could get a table for him pretty cheap and we could, you know, go together and fill up a couple suitcases with swords, he would go out. And I remember he would, you know, the kids would be like all over, all the boys who want to hold every sword. And he would go, well, go find your mom. And then they'd bring the mom over. And he'd, he'd give this little talk like, when a boy holds a sword, it's like a boy holding a piece of history, and and he could just sell. I was amazing. But one interesting thing happened. We were on this one trip, and he had this very cool, um, very nice little dagger. And I had taught him about wholesale retail, and you want your pricing to be, you know, fifty to sixty percent more than what you pay for it, et cetera, et cetera. And um, or about you know they. You would buy it about a 50% discount, so your wholesale would be half of your retail. And so he figured out all the prices and made the decisions and all this. So we went, and he sold like 10 of these things. And then that night, he's counting up his money. He's like, he's like $100 short, and he can't understand why he's short so much money. And he's like really frustrated, and, and I'm asking questions like, well, you know, well, did, did you leave your money box unattended, whatever? And finally, he has this realization that this sword that he had priced for $32, he'd been selling to everyone for $23 (laughs) because of the dyslexia thing, you know. And he was just like, oh, this dyslexia has got me again. And then he said, well, I'm just going to change the price to $33. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But uh, all sorts of little lessons like that. So if people um, if people want to learn more, I think you've got a couple. Your first lessons are uh, free to view online. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the first two, two weeks of lessons are free to, to watch and look at the homework and everything. And uh, it's Christian Homeschool Entrepreneurship, all one word, dot com. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll put up a link. Uh, if you go through our link, we get a little credit for sending people to you, I think. Ever the entrepreneur you are. <laughs> oh, <ever>. yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, this is a great time, not just for homeschool kids, mm-hmm. uh, but especially for kids who, you know, are, um, well, this year out of school mm-hmm. uh, a little early, mm-hmm. uh, but they have that big chunk. You know, it's funny. I ask kids, are you happy school's over? Yeah, yeah. You know, two weeks into summer, they're bored. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 don't realize they're bored, and they don't necessarily want to go back to school. But they want things to do to be productive, other than just play with Legos and you know play video games or be on social media. And uh, so, I think this is a great time and a great opportunity to uh, look into a, a serious course here that you've got. And I know you're. Um, you're very interested in helping everyone. I think part of what people get if they uh, go is a is an online forum. Tell us a little bit. You've got like a little discussion group or ideas sharing. Yeah, a lot of the there's a there's an online forum that all the students get access to, and it's a place for for them to be able to interact with each other. And then I'm interacting in there at times. And most of most of the homework and projects at some point ask them to interact in the 
in the forum with each other because they learn a lot from from each other. They might, you know, the the task might be to look at a potential opportunity and come up with several different business ideas of how you would address that. And they'll come up with several, but then as they look through the form, they'll see a whole bunch of new ones that they had never thought of. So, um, so yeah, it's a great, great opportunity for them to, to connect together that the way. The valuable skill of networking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Demonstrated right there. So Mark, I'm curious, this is a video course with homework, is this pretty much self-paced? I know you said it was 36 weeks, but is this live instruction? Is this asynchronous? Is this something that the kids can do at their own pace? And, you know, just describe the course. How long is each session, too? Mm-hmm. That's, that's I don't know. Yeah, that. those are great questions. Um, yeah, it's um, it's pre-recorded, and they can do it at their own pace. Um, during the school year, the, the format is that, that one week, they would watch each, they would watch one video a week. The videos... Uh, they range anywhere from 25 to 40 minutes. Um, most of them are in the 25 to 30 minute range. Um, and uh, But in the summer, see, the, the question we actually get from a lot of the students, once they do lesson one and two, and especially those ones where they're, they're being challenged to think creatively and come up with business ideas, they just want to they go faster and faster. And they ask, can, can I watch them quicker than, than one a week? Um, so in the summer, they could easily go through the, the whole 36 lessons in, in a summer, uh, no problem. And they could do that at their own pace. Great. Good. Sounds awesome. And you're available to coach these kids through your forum then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the projects actually ask them to submit things back to me, and then I critique it and give them some feedback. So that's fun. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So I was just I was also going to ask that the homework goes to you in some cases, huh? That's great. Mm-hmm. So Mark, not too many homeschool conventions happening this summer. I don't know about you, but I know that Mr. Pudua is a little sad to not be flying all over the country. And actually, you canceled a trick trip an international trip this summer as well, didn't oh, you, yeah. Andrew? Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm missing very, my people. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to do things like more Facebook Live events and just kind of connecting that way. Um, any any suggestions for those budding entrepreneurs to uh, get connected now during this time where there's not as much travel allowed? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a great it's a great time to to use online uh, resources. I mean, I. Both Billy and I have have gravitated. We've always kind of gravitated in our business ventures to online things because there's there's so much opportunity there. So um, you know, I think students that are, that are interested in exploring entrepreneurship, and even if you can't leave home, you can start a business right at home. You know, you can start all kinds of businesses from home, and so um, I think there's there's great opportunities even even at a time like this uh, for sure. Well, super. So any any. Closing thoughts, Andrew or Mark, before we... Well, I would, you know, I'm thinking back to Oliver DeMille Mm -hmm. and his point that, you know, kind of in the beginning of the United States, what it meant to be an American essentially was to be an owner, you know, of the means of production, a, a agrarian or in a merchant class. And most people were in that category of the mindset of I will, you know, create my means of livelihood and that is part of my, you know, pursuit of happiness really was the pursuit of, of right means of livelihood. And from that time until now, we've moved from like 95% of the people being that way to now 95% of the people being employees or dependents and 
and and consumers his, rather than producers. Consu- yeah, but well, I mean, even if you work in in a business or your employee, you're producing, and mm, I'm super true. grateful yeah. for companies like Delta Airlines. <laughs> but what Demille was saying is that we do need this kind of shift back to that yeoman, that entrepreneur, that pioneer, that that mentality so that we can recapture that spirit of freedom that drove the country's mm. development uh, in the early period. So it does more than just the practical skills. Mm. I think it instills a respect for those principles upon which our great country was able to grow. Yeah, well said. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, guys. It's been great. Yeah, Mark. And, and of course, as we've already mentioned, we'll put links in our show notes to some of the things that you mentioned, including your website, including the free lessons, so that people can go check you out and maybe start a business and at the same time save Western civilization. What do you <laughs> Sounds think? Sounds great. Yeah. And All right. Hopefully, we'll meet again at a homeschool convention once things are back yes, to normal. Sounds great. Thank you both. Yeah. All righty. God bless mm-hmm. you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Pudua and the team at IEW, I thank you for allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. <laughs>